have just heard the shofar blown by Rabbi Ephraim Guttentag, Rabbi of WHC. In the last podcast, we mentioned the dates of September the 16th and 17th, and we asked whether you will be and where you will be in shul on those dates. So Rabbi, as we approach Rosh Hashanah, what do you think we can do to make it a more meaningful festival? Well, hello, Fiona. It's a very good question. Uh, Rosh Hashanah, as we know, is a time for reflection, an opportunity to kind of reinvent ourselves, to try and realise our dreams and become that person we always wanted to be and begin that journey. But like all things that are worthwhile, you can't just turn up and expect things to happen, right? For example, if I'm marrying a young couple, I don't just turn up at the chuppah and make the blessing over the wine, mazel tov, done. Right? You take time, you meet the couple, you learn with them, you go through the order of the day, you explain the meaning of every single thing that happens. So, so to Rosh Hashanah is a big thing, almost like a marriage between us and Hashem. And if we want to get something out of it, we need to put something into it as well. So if we just turn up at shul, come in, show our face, couple of hours, have a yachni, catch up on the football weather, holidays, go out, we're really not going to get much out of it. We might feel good, I've done my dues for the year, and it's not going to do anything to you. In order to really get a lot out of it, one has to put the effort in beforehand, as well as on the day itself. So we try the best to, to the best of our ability in Whitefield Shul to make it an explanatory service. So I work with the Chazam, have great eye contact between the pulpit and the bimah. So before he starts the next part of the machsa, he'll look at me and I'll, yeah, I'll give him the nod that I'm going to speak for a minute or two to help show everybody where we're up to, what page we're on, what the next prayer means and remind people that there's a translation. Whichever machsa you choose, always have one with an English translation because however good you are with the Hebrew reading, it's prayers that we're not familiar with. We don't say these the rest of the year. Or so can you actually read the prayer in English? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that will make it more meaningful for you. Uh, but what I'm getting at is really the lead up to Rosh Hashanah. It's well worth spending a bit of time at home before Yom Tov reading through the Machzah. I personally use the art scroll because I find not just the translation very good, the commentary as well. At the bottom of each page, there's the history of each prayer, when it was composed, why it was composed, why we say it at this particular part of the service. Some of them have stories behind it. And it can just make it so much more meaningful. Get a pencil, look at it. Oh, I like this one. This is a meaningful one. And when it comes to it on the day, you say, oh, I really relate to this prayer. And you connect to it. And the, the style of our davening is, is that you'll have the opportunity to do it. Because when it comes to the big prayers, the ones that, we, I mean, of course, they're all important, but the ones which I think are particularly special for that day, will tell you when it's that point. And you'll say, oh, I know this one. And you'll have put the work into it. And you'll say it. And you'll really feel that connection. Highly recommended. If you have to pick one prayer, what would it be? I personally like the one that begins Unatana Tokef. Uh, it's a bit of a morbid theme, I'll be honest with you, but it makes it real of, and it reminds you of the awesomeness of the day. Uh, there's a Jewish comedian, Ashley Blaker, 
and he was saying one of his podcasts that he was telling a work colleague he can't be in work. It was a couple of years ago, so I can't remember the English date of it uh, because I've got the Hebrew New Year. So this colleague goes, oh, yay, party, you're going to be out on the streets. And he goes, oh, no, 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 no. And he said, Our New Year is nothing like that at all. We're basically standing in the synagogue and we read a prayer where we say this is when God decides who will live and who will die on this coming year. And now it does sound quite morbid, but really this is what our sages tell us happened on this day. It's called the Yom Hadin, the Day of Judgment. And it talks about who will be created this year, who will not make it to the end of the year, and how, what kind of year we'll have. Will we be rich? Will we be poor? Will we be healthy? Will we be not? Will we get the redemption we so need? Some, you know, so many people are looking for their life's partner. People are waiting for children. People are waiting for health improvements, whatever it is. Everyone's got something that they feel they really need. This is all decided in Rosh Hashanah. So it's a really awesome day. Oyam Venaira says in the prayers, which means awesome. It's not even a good translation, awesome. You can't really, it's one of these words you can't really translate. But that prayer really sums it up. And I think in all the shuls I've been at, even if the decorum is not great, when it comes to that prayer, we'll always explain that bit before. And people do take that bit seriously. And it's also an emotional prayer because we, we often think back at this time last year, there were people in the shul who are not going to be there this year because they're no longer with us. That was decided last Rosh Hashanah. So we also used it as an opportunity to pray that we indeed do have a good year. And it's pretty awesome that. Do you make New Year's resolutions? I do, but very little ones. I remember learning that from my Rebbe in Yeshiva. He says, think of the tiniest, tiniest thing that you can improve on and then half it <laughs> and do that. We want to show Hashem that we're still here. We're taking it seriously. We're on the right trajectory because in Yiddishkeit, and I guess in other areas in life as well, uh, you can never be stagnant. If you're not going up, you're going down. You can't stay still. So if it's something small, something, you know, I'm going to take benching more seriously on Friday night, whatever it is, something which you know you can do, and even if something you can't do, but you're going to learn to do. And this, everyone has to think what's relevant to them or what's realistic for them. Don't take on too much because then you give up. It's got to be just something small to show that we, we're ready to climb up that next rung of the ladder towards our a, a, a closer relationship with Hashem. Do you not think that if you don't come to shul on a Shabbat on a regular basis, coming to shul on Rosh Hashanah is a really long, hard task to do? It probably is for those who only come then, but... I think they do it because they want to do it. There's something inside every Jew that kind of just tells them, mm, yeah, that's where I need to be. I always find it very inspiring and I always get quite emotional, actually, on Kondidre night. I usually end up driving to shul before Yom Tov comes in, you'll be pleased to know, um, because I'm always last minute. And the, the streets are just swarming of everyone, loads of people, just heading towards, well, from all directions, but heading towards the shul. People who I've not seen since last year in Kippur. Hundreds and hundreds of people. And it's an amazing thing. It makes me think, Mika Amcha Yisrael, who is like the people of Israel? That, you know, they're not coming for a party. They're not coming to enjoy themselves. They're coming to be in touch with that, what we call the Pintaliyid, the spark in, that's inside every Jew. We feel that's where we need to be. 
It's definitely easier if you're more regular at shul. I'll grant you that. So, you know, you know the answer to that one. Um, but at my job, together with the wonderful team we have in the shul with our chazonim and with Michal, is to, once you're in shul, to make it a meaningful experience and an inspiring experience for you. Your job is to turn up. Well, thank you. And just to remind everyone that we've got a learning exchange and it is on Tuesday, the 5th of September at 8.15. Um, and there will be a learning session um, about to master the service. And it's rab- with Rabbi Tzvi Geffen, who is the director of Aish. And also just to tempt you to come, there will be shawarma and falafel, Ooh. as well as lots of other talks that you could attend. Now you tell me. And uh, since we've mentioned Yom Kippur, that will lead us on to our next podcast. Thank you, Rabbi Ephraim.